Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Podcast, episode 110. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I know we've been off for a few weeks, but we were taking a little sabbatical, and we're back, and now we're going to continue in the book of Job, chapter number 34, and... We, we'll see how far we get if we get to chapter 35 tonight or not it all depends how today not tonight, today, excuse me it all works out but I want to jump right into it so let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take a coal of Heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay that everything I say be what you want and not what I want we ask you in Jesus' name Amen and Amen so if you got your Bibles with you, I want you to open up to the book of Job, chapter number 34. The book of Job, chapter number 34. And we're going to break these down into... Break this chapter down into four segments of what the writer is trying to tell us here. Alright? Let's look at verses 1 through 9. Therefore, therefore, Elu answered and said, Hear my words, O ye wise men, and give ear unto me, that, that ye that have knowledge. For there, for the ear tarries words, and the mouth tasteth meat. Let us choose to us judgment. Let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am righteous. And God has taken away my judgment. Should I lie against my rights? My wounds is incurable without transgression. What man is like Job, who drinketh up scorning like water, which opens his com- opens up, which goeth in company with the workers of iniquity, and walketh with wicked men? For he has said, it's profited a man nothing that we should delight himself with God. So we're calling this section, Elu accuses Job of charging God with injustice. Okay, Elu calls upon those present to decide with him upon Job's words. Okay? The plainest Christian, whose mind is enlightened, whose heart is sanctified by the Spirit of God, and who is who is versed in the Scripture, can say how far matters, words, or actions agree with the true religion, better than any that lean to their own understanding. Jehovah spoke as if he meant holy, woefully, to justify himself. He that says, I have cleansed my hands in vain, does not only offend, often offended against God's children, but gratify his enemy and say as they say. Now, here we are, Elu again is accusing is accusing Job. 
He's basically doing the same thing as the other three friends. But he's doing it in a calmer and he's doing it in a respectful way. Now, let me tell you something, my friends. Let me tell you something. We all have a time. We all have a time of an opinion. All right? But sometimes our opinion can hurt the other people if we go and bop them over the head with a book. And that's what the other three friends were doing. Now, he believed that Job was kind of, was guilty too. And he's trying to tell us here that Job is offending people because of what he believed. He believes that he's innocent and that he's in vain being the suffering. All right? Well, Elu and the rest of them don't believe that because of why? Because of what the eye sees. All right? What the eye sees and what they hear. We can't go by our senses when it comes to the our eyes or our ears when it comes to the things of God. Because God moves through our spirits. God sometimes does allow things to be taken from us if we're in punishment. But Job, as we know from chapter 1, was known by his fruits. And you might be saying, what do you mean by his fruits? His fruit of being a Christian or a Christian at that time was evident. He followed God's word at that time. He did sacrifices for him and his children every day at that time. He helped people. And we learned all this up to chapter 34. We are taught in the Bible not to judge, be we be judged. We learned that in the book of Matthew. I believe it is. Because if we start judging people, you're going to get judged by God. The Bible also tells us to take the moke out of our own eye before we take the piece of wood out of our brother's eye. In other words, we need to be more concerned about our relationship with God than other people's. Now, don't get understand me. If a Christian sees an outright sin or something going on, it needs to be brought up to the brother. Okay, but that's the point. There's no seeing what Job did here. All right. We do have a responsibility if we see our brother in ought or in sin. But we don't have the right to go and assume and do it. And there's another instance in the Bible where the prostitute was with another man than her husband. 
And they chased the woman, and she came over by Jesus. And Jesus had the right, because the lady was found, and she was sinning. And basically, what did they find? Yes, she was having uh, sex with another man other than her husband. She was doing an affair. And Jesus could have stoned her to death. All right? By law. But Jesus came to make his way and not the law. Okay? He came to make a way for sinners to be forgiven. Now, Jesus says, yes, she did sin. But who among you have not sinned? And he does. he was saying this, he was writing things down in the sand. And they're always reading it. Whoever did not sin cast the first stone. They all left because they all had sin in their lives that they had to deal with too. Now, I'm sure Job was human. And I'm sure to say that because he was human, he did make some mistakes. But I do believe when he realizes that he made those mistakes, that he asked God for forgiveness. Because he was one to go the way God asked God forgiveness in his day. All right? Now, what does this mean? It means this. Job's four friends now are teaming up on him on an assumption. And you know, that's the way it is out there in this world. If something goes bad with the person, they act like, they act like this person did something wrong. And it's not always true. Sometimes it's the devil coming against that person. Like my cousin Lori this this year had a year, and I will say a year from hell. Between her losing her car, just coming up missing, having to rely on people from riding her around to get her daughter home and back and back to her house and group home in Rochester. Um, her water got turned off because she didn't have the money to pay the bill. Her her furnace went up last year and almost killed her and her daughter. Um, her daughter getting into some freaky sex situations when she got this new boyfriend. And they're still dealing with some of that. Her daughter got COVID twice over the last few months. Then she had a blood infection. Then she had a blood clot. Some might say, and what's sad, her immediate family were turn around and say, well, Lori's got to stop sinning against God. Wow. And that's what they would say. And I'm not trying to be hard. I'm not trying to be hard-nosed. I'm just stating the fact. Because they come on her like vultures. 
They will start telling her she's got to start living right. But you know what actually is going on with her in this last year? She got into a church that challenged her to be a better person. And every time she gets closer to God, the devil gets mad and goes to God and attacks her. She's going through her own Job-like experience. Her own Job-like experience. Let me tell you something, saints. She's got a family in this church that's family that knows this. And stick up for her. And they don't like it. But then they try to use us family that's in this church with her to use against her to try to find out what's actually going on. Let me tell you something, saints. We need, unless we see something outright going against a brother, we see our brother stealing, or we catch our brother in a lie, or we see them actually committing a sin against God, then yeah, we have to talk to them. But if we don't see it, we need to shut our mouths. And I'm sorry, I'm being this straightforward. But this is basically what God is telling us. And deal with our own sin first. Because we all got our own problems and our own trials and our own tribulations. All right. And that's what's going on with these four friends. They are so believing that Job has sinned. That they believe it and not even giving Job a chance to defend himself. And think it's bad when he does defend himself. Okay? Now, let's look at Job chapter 10. I mean, verses 10 to 15. It says, Therefore hearken unto me, ye men of understanding, Far be it from God that he should do wickedness, and from the Almighty that he should commit iniquity. For the Lord, for the work of a man shall he render unto men him, and cause every man to, f to find according to his ways. Yea, surely God will not do wickedly, neither will the Almighty pervert just judgment. Who has given him a charge over the earth? Or who has disposed the whole world? If he set his heart upon man, if he gathers unto himself the spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish together, and man shall turn again unto dust. Elu has showed here, showed Job that God meant him no hurt, okay, by afflicting him, but he intended his spiritual benefits. This is what Elu's saying. Here he shows that God did him no wrong by afflicting him. If the former did not satisfy him, this ought to silence him, okay. 
God cannot do wickedness, nor Almighty commit wrong. If services now go unrewarded, and sins now go unpunished, that there is a day coming when God will fully render every man according to his works. Further, though, the believer's final condemnation is done away through the Savior's ransom, yet he has merit worse than any outward affliction, so that no wrong is done to him, however he may be treated. Now, Elu has a point here. Okay? He has a point here if he knew what he was talking about in Job's case. He don't. The only reason why me, you, and everyone's listening know this because we've been let in on the secret of what's been going on. Job is actually being attacked by the devil. And the devil is using these four friends as as a tool to bring distress upon Job. Okay? But what Elu is saying here is true. And the trueness of it is if Job was sinning against God, God would, God would punish him. All right? But we know that the devil put down a challenge before God. And we know that challenge was... If you let me do this, you let me do that, you let me do this, he'll turn away from you. God agreed because he knew that Job was going to come through. Yes, we found that Job in this situation was a little bit deterred. He might have got a little bit mad at God. He might have got a little whiny. And he might have got upset. But we learned that Job, that Job was trusting God. Sorry about that. It was an alarm on my cell phone. Got the silence set. Okay, and he did not turn his back on God. Even though he felt like this, he kept going forward in God. Even when he was distraught, sad, mad, angry, and probably all those feelings at the same time. Now his wife turned around and told him to curse God and die. But he didn't. Okay. So, if Job did sin, which he didn't, Elu and his friends would have a point. To be fair. And in these days, they didn't know what was going on. 
But they shouldn't be assuming. They shouldn't be attacking Job. Because they don't know what they are talking about. Okay? The only thing that's good for Elu here, and I which I started thought when we were studying it, that Elu was going to be kind of on Job's side. See, I read the book of Job before, and I somehow I missed Elu. And I started going through this study with you, and God put it in something new. See, the Bible does teach us new things if we want it. But Elu did it in a way of respect. Which he was mad at his other friends not to give to Joe the respect that he has. Okay? And what does that tell us? If people are sinning in their life and we do with them, we need to go and love and respect. Not go bash them over the head. It brings up a story about me and my wife before we got married. And just because we were in the sanctuary and I had my arm around her, the pastor's wife went to my mother-in-law and told Ruth to tell her, them, that we need to update our marriage because we're getting, we're sexually active. All because I had my aunt around her. Let me tell you something, saints. We was not sexually active at that time. We was not sexually active at that time. My mom got wind of it and went and fought for us because we we didn't really, it's like, they don't know what they're talking about. But it caused a lot of problems and a lot of things going on in our life. My mom talked to him and the pastor wife would, did this. And my mom talked to them and the pastor came back at my mom and said, that's in love. She goes, no, that's not in love. Because the way it was brought was not in love. It was brought in ungodliness, in my opinion. All right? Now, we got to be careful how we deal with people. Okay? God cannot be unjust. Okay? So he won't make a mistake and he and God won't charge you if you did something right. But these friends of Job has got to realize this. Okay? They got to realize this. That they had no business assuming things. All right? Now, I do also think they wasn't trying to be nosy. I do also think they wasn't trying to be mean to Job. I, also, I do really think they thought Job was a sinner. But you know what? We're not God. We're not God. It's not up to us to judge people. That's up to God to do that. Okay? I think I made my point there. Overly. Let's look at verses 13, 16 through 30. And it says, If now thou hast understand here 
this hearken to the voice of my words? Shall even that has right governed, and will thou condemn him that is most just? It is fit to say to a king, Thou art wicked, and a prince, ye are ungodly. How much less to him that accepted not the person of the prince, or regarded the rich more than the poor? For they are the work of his hands. In a moment shall they die, and the people shall be troubled at midnight and pass away, and the mighty shall be taken away without hands. For his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all his goings. There is no darkness, nor shadow, nor death, where the workers of iniquities may hide themselves. For he will not lay upon men more than the right he should enter into judgment with God. He shall break in pieces many men without numbers, and set others in their stay. Therefore he knoweth their work, and he overturneth them in the night, so that they are destroyed. He strikes them as wicked men in the open size of the others, because they turned back from him and would not consider any of his ways, so that they cause and cry of the poor to come. unto him, and heareth the cry of the afflicted. When he giveth quietness, who then can make trouble? And when he hideth his face, who can behold him? Whether it be done against a nation, or against many only. That the hypocrite reigns, not least the people be snared. Amen or own me. Elu appear directly to Job himself. Okay? This appeal directly to Job himself. Job could you suppose that God was like those early prince who hate rights or are unfit rulers and prove the scumfer of many? It is darning presumptions to condemn God. Proceeding as Job has done by his discontent. Elu directed drivers proceeding as Job has done by his discontent. Elu suggests drivers consideration to Job to produce in him high thoughts of God and to consider to Job to produce in him high thoughts of God and so to persuade him to submit. And Job often wished to plead his case before God. Elu asked to what purpose all his well that God does and will be found so. What can make those uneasy words whose souls dwell at ease in God? The smile of the world cannot quiet those whom God frowns. What does this mean? It means this. He was basically saying, what you're doing, you're defrauding God. You're telling that God is like these evil princes, these evil kings, these evil rulers, and that he can make mistakes, even though he can't make mistakes. That ain't what Job was doing. 
What was Job doing? Now, you got to remember the mindset here of Job was, I mean, of Elu was that Job, that Job sinned and God is punishing him. That's why he's taking this stand. But we got to remember, hey, it's not what happened. And it's a shame that these people are just assuming things and not having all the facts. All right? But let me tell you something, saints. We know that Job was right. And we know, just like Job knows, we all have a right to question what's going on in our lives. We have a right to come to God. Now at this point in scripture and time, some of the stuff we know, they didn't know back then. Alright? But let me tell you something, saints. No one shall be judged by other people. Only God. And God has made that known throughout history. So if we see someone's life falling apart, it don't mean they sinned against God. It could, but it don't mean. The only time we should say something about something if God tells us to, or we see a brother sinning. That's basically, it's all coming right back to that thought here today in this Bible study. I mean... We, I used to get mad at reading about Job's friends. But you know what? Redoing this Bible study. God showed me that, yeah, people do this. But they believe in what they're saying. But they got to learn that Job has an opinion too. And they got to learn not to give in to lies and make sure what is right is right. I'm sorry if you've been hearing some noises in the background. Um, we got some work going on in our studio. Um... I forgot to let you guys know that. Um, so, you know, they got to stop blaming Joe for things he didn't do. That they didn't see him do. All right, let's look at verses 31 through 37. Surely it is meant to be said unto God, I have brawn, brung chastisements, and I will not offend any more. That which I see, not teach thou me, if I have done iniquity, I will do no more. Should it be according to thy will, thy mind, we will recompense it, whether thou refuse or whether thou choosest. And not, I therefore speak what thou knowest. Let men of the understanding tell me, and let a wise man heareth hearken unto me. 
Job has spoken without knowledge, and his words were without wisdom. My desire is that Job may be tried unto the end because of his answer for the wicked man. For he addeth rebellion unto his sin, he clappeth his hands among us, and multiplied his words against God. And you know what? That ain't what he did. But let's read to what the commentary of what they were saying of the scripture, and then I'll give you what God wants me to say about it. When we reprove for what is amiss, we must direct to what is good. Joe's friends would have had him own self if a wicked man. Elu would only would only obligate him to own that he spokes unadvisedly with his lips. Let's us in giving reproof not make matters worse than it is. Elu directed Job to humble himself before God for his sins and to accept punishment. Also to pray to God discover his sin to him, a good man willing to know the worst of himself, particularly under the affliction he desires to be our to be our sin, what we must go in and sin no more. And if we are afflicted children, we shall love to speak with our Father and to hear him all of our minds. Elu's reason with Job's concerning this discontent under affliction, we are ready to think everything that concerns us should be just as we know have it, but is not reasonable to expect this. Elu makes, Elu asks whether there was not sin and folly in the, in what Job said. God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The believer says, Let my Savior, my wise and loving Lord, choose everything for me. I am sure that will be wisest, and that, and the best for his glory and for my good. What is this telling us here? Elu is saying basically, okay, we're not going to hit you over the head here. But you are sinning and you need to go deal with your sin. Now in a roundabout way, that is, that is, that is a fair statement. You need to go examine yourself. And if you find yourself wanting, then you need to go before God. That's what it came down to at this point. But let me tell you something, saints. We need to realize we can't judge others. We cannot judge others. Because if we do judge others, we're just going to cause problems in our lives and other people's lives. Now, like I've been saying all the way through this, this chapter, it's one thing if we catch the brother in sin. We need to say something to him. The Bible encourages that. But it's another thing 
to make sure our life is right first and that we shouldn't judge people because we don't know sometimes what's going on in everybody's lives. It's because we see a lot of heartache going on in people's lives don't mean they're sinning against God. It just could be simply they're going through a Job-like experience. And let me tell you something, saints. To be fair, how would you be like to be judged by your family or your friends or your church? And they don't know anything that you did. You know, we at our not our church here, not God's in the net church, but the church me and my wife attend because this pastor gets preached to too. And goes to church too. And we're starting, we want to start up a, a warming center for the homeless. And one of our men in the church was a former homeless man. He's got an apartment got a car, he's doing good, life is going good for him. But you know, he's against what, uh, that he's against the, the church helping these people. And because, one, he's seen the homeless side of it, and, and he thinks we're wasting our time that these people are not going to come in, they just want a drug fix. And some of it, he may be right, but he doesn't realize we're going to be looking out for that. And they got people that's going to be watching for that and taking care of those situations. We're not going to have to. We just need to provide the facility. And we got they're coming with their own people, their own staff, and their own security to maintain what's going on. And I'm sure they got protocols for drugs coming in. And if they find with drugs, they won't be welcome into the facility or the program. So, basically, he says that, he's saying that a lot of people got put there because of way the what they did in their lives. And he's right. But you know, not all of these people deserve judgment. Some of them are there because they can't help to be there. And he's got to realize that. He, he can't be a Job friend and, and condemn somebody because you don't know them. And I guess he rather them freeze. He said he stayed in his tent. Instead, it went to a facility when he could have. I think there's some jealousy there because, because he think no one helped him. But he could have. He just chose not to. See? But we got to stop assuming things about people we don't know. That's the bottom line. We got to stop consuming things about people that we don't know. But let me tell you something, saints. We could consume about people all day. And we would find out that we're wrong.
So there we go with the Bible study um, for today. We're going to stop with uh, chapter 34. We'll pick up in 35 next week, next Tuesday. Um, I'm marking the page. Um, join me tonight live. It's going to be a little bit later. But for God's Internet Church uh, Bible study, because I'm involved with a special service right now. And uh, actually, I'm kind of going to be pre-taping it today. But join us about either 8 o'clock tonight on my Facebook, if you do watch and whatever, and part of the program. It's God's Internet Church. It's live on. It, it will be added to that website. Uh, a group on Facebook, God's Internet Church. And you can simply find that at the search bar. And it's going to be recorded here soon, in a little bit, um, after we get this wound up. And we'll go from there. Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about the book of Proverbs there, chapter number 12. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 12. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about there. Um, the only thing I think we got left to do today, we're going to uh, do our prayer time. And, and it's this. Um, we need to pray for my dad. He's got an aneurysm on his aorta. And now we're adding to the list because he's got two uh, hernias, one in the stomach and one in another part of the body I'm not going to talk about. Um, but we need to pray for those three things. We need to pray for my mom, um, for her back. She's still bothering her here and there. She's had shots and stuff, epidurals and cortisone shots. And the cortisone shots seem to be working for her. But... Yeah, I still feel the need to pray for that, and we need to pray for her insurance situation, let everything work out there. And I talked to her before I went on the air today. She says she's still a little bit under the weather. So we need to pray for her. And then for my grandma, we just need to pray for her, that God keeps her comfortable in her last days. She's 94 years old, and I'm not saying she's dying. But she just, you know, there's not a lot going on for her. And she's kind of lonely and, and stuff. So we need to pray for her. Um, for my friend Sean, he's a brother from another mother. He uh, he has a couple unspokens, and, and which I need to talk to him about on some of those. So... We know how, so I know how to update you guys. And then he wants prayer for his mom because he's trying to take care of his dad, which has got a bad heart, and her sister, which is sick all the way around. And then she's up there in age too, so we you know we need prayer for her. And let's see, my cousin Heather, an unspoken from my cousin Lori, and another, and a couple of other unspokens from my cousin Lori, and. I think that's it. So let's go to God in prayer and then we'll close. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with 
us, Lord, as we go through our lives. And Lord, we thank you. You're the great physician. You're the great doctor, Lord. We ask you to go right now in the name of Jesus inside my dad's body, Lord, and find where this aneurysm is, Lord Jesus, and fix it. Lord, either don't let it grow or let it disappear. We ask you to be with these two hernias, Lord. We ask you to touch and heal. We ask you to be with my mom's back, Lord, and the situation with her dental insurance, Lord. We just ask you to move by your spirit in these cases, Lord. We ask you to be with my grandma, Lord. We ask you to give her more strength and just keep going, Lord Jesus, until you call her home. We just ask you to let her be happy. Make a way where she's not so lonely, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my cousin Lori, Lord, and her unspokens and unspokens going on with her daughter, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my cousin Lori's furnace, Lord. We ask you to help them find a way to get it started and lit so she don't freeze this winter, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to be with this job situation, Lord Jesus. And these things come back to my mind as we're talking, praying, Lord. I just ask you, if you want her to work, let them call her. If you don't want her to work, Lord, don't let her call her, but make a way for her to have this car come, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Sean. He's a brother from another mother, Lord. That's why I adopted him, Lord, as my brother. And Lord, I just ask you right now to be with his two unspokens, Lord, and be with his mom, Lord, and touch his dad and help her. Touch her sister, Lord, where it would be easier on her. Maybe other people can come and help her take care of her sister, Lord, and just work everything out. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And on that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Join me next Wednesday for God's Internet Church podcast. It will be uploaded and entered in next, you know, the same day. It should be up and loaded within a couple hours, right sure. And on that note, I'll say God bless you and thank you for joining me. We'll be looking at the book of Job chapter number 35 next Wednesday. God bless you and have a blessed night.